The Crown has withdrawn charges against Calgary's Black Lives Matter president. Ottawa parents criticize a woke school board trustee for wanting to ban protests against gender ideology. The Supreme Court of Canada will not hear the case of a dying unvaccinated woman in need of an organ transplant. The parliamentary budget officer warns that Trudeau's latest corporate handouts set a dangerous precedent. Hello Canada, it is Monday, June 19th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Andrew Lawton. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We have got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. The Crown has withdrawn a hate crime charge against Calgary Black Lives Matter president Adora Wofor less than two weeks after police arrested her. Prosecutor Will Tran told Justice Indra Maharaj that the Crown would not proceed with the allegation that the Calgary BLM president committed a hate-based mischief by interfering with people's access to St. Thomas Aquinas School. Tran said, quote, there's just one matter before the court. It's the Crown's application to withdraw it. That was about the single charge against Wofor. An official statement from the Alberta Crown Prosecution Service to Post Media said the allegation wasn't reviewed by a prosecutor prior to Wofor being charged in the first place. They are working to roll out a pre-charge process province-wide, but Calgary does not have that right now. This means that it was police that made the decision to lay the charge, whereas if this process were in place, a prosecutor would have reviewed the potential charge prior to it being laid and then provide this assessment to law enforcement to consider prior to laying charges. That's a quote from the Alberta Crown Prosecution Service. The charge on June 2nd was in mischief in connection with a May 26 incident in which uh, Wofor allegedly willfully obstructed and interfered with the use of property primarily used for religious worship and educational purposes. Now, obviously, we can't uh, convict this woman in print. She is, in the eyes of the law, uh, completely uncharged, unconvicted. But it does strike me as being a little bit odd that uh, something so serious was laid and then just quietly abandoned a few days later. Yeah, apparently I'm reading this was a clerical error. Um, But it's still a great story, you know, that this person who you know, probably sees themselves and represents themselves as a champion for human rights and um, and all that is actually doing the opposite and uh, interfering with people's human rights. Yeah, and, and again, I, I don't want to uh, go completely into hypothetical territory, but we just know that if someone were to do this at, say, a Muslim day school, a Jewish day school, the same actions that are attributed to Wolf War here, do you think this would be abandoned so quickly, a hate crime charge? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ottawa parents are criticizing woke public school trustee Dr. Nilly Kaplan-Mirth for wanting to ban protests against gender ideology near schools. 
Kaplan Mirth's demand comes amid three recent protests against gender ideology within the Ottawa Carleton District School Board, including one organized by prominent activists Chris Elston, Billboard Chris, and Josh Alexander, which was attended by people of diverse backgrounds, notably Muslims. In an op-ed published in the Ottawa Citizen, Kaplan Mirth said the well-attended protest shows Kaplan Mirth said the well-attended protest, quote, shows it's time to create safe zones around Ottawa schools, unquote. Kaplan Mirth continued by writing that, Today we appeal to all levels of government to create safe zones around schools, to make it an offense in the vicinity of schools to hold protests that target or intimidate students and staff on the basis of their gender identity, sexuality, race, religion, or other protected categories under applicable human rights legislation. She added that we must not allow groups that are organized around hate to intimidate or harass students or staff inside schools or in the vicinity of schools. Her push to ban protests is, however, not sitting well with Ottawa Carleton District School Board parents. One mother who attended the protest against gender ideology told True North that, quote, we are not protesting the LGBT, but we are standing up for our children and protecting them from the gender ideology indoctrination that the school board is forcing and promoting, unquote. Another mother told True North she was appalled by the false narrative and hateful rhetoric towards conservatives and faith communities. Now, I will remind listeners that uh, Dr. Nilly Kaplan-Mirth, um, she kind of really emerged on the scene, I think, last year when she appeared on The Agenda with Steve Pakin on TVO, and um, she appeared wearing a mask. And this was 2022, and Steve Pakin pointed out she was the only guest on his show ever who kept her mask on during um, the airing of the show. And uh, keep in mind, she was appearing by Zoom in the privacy of her office. She was not even in the studio. So, Andrew, what do you think about her new crusade to make safe zones around schools so that you can't protest gender ideology around schools. I think that this is a woman that doesn't want to move on from March 2020, a woman who wants to live in that perpetual state of fear and panic about something. You know, it for the last three years, her big fear has been COVID. Now her fear is protests that are calling out gender ideology. And I, I think what's so uh, dangerous about this is that these people who are themselves activists that should relish and welcome the right to protest uh, don't seem to realize or care that they're trying to limit protests rights overall. And if you decide that it's legitimate to ban certain protests, you're essentially going to give the government a power that will be used against you. The Supreme Court of Canada is refusing to hear the case of a dying Alberta woman who has chosen not to get vaccinated against COVID-19, uh, even though she was denied an organ transplant because of that decision. Sheila Annette Lewis is dying of a terminal illness. She was removed from the top of the organ transplant list after refusing to get vaccinated. Lewis said the Supreme Court owes her an answer for why it won't hear her case. In an interview with Rebel News, Lewis said, this is the highest court in Canada that doesn't want to do right by the people of Canada. She was unsuccessful at both the Alberta Court of King's Bench and the Alberta Court of Appeal. Both levels of the court found that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms did not apply to the COVID vaccine policies of Alberta Health Services. Both courts dismissed her claims under the Alberta Bill of Rights. In a November ruling, the appellate court acknowledged that it's a virtual certainty Lewis will die without an organ transplant. 
In March of this year, she provided her Alberta transplant program doctors with a privately funded medical report that established her natural immunity to COVID. She has now filed a new negligence claim against AHS and awaits a court date, although in some ways it has been the end of the road for her with the Supreme Court not hearing her case. You know, even if the Supreme Court were to hear it and find against her, I would find that to be less of an injustice than refusing to hear it as well. This is not just a theoretical risk. This is a woman whose life literally hangs in the balance. The state could literally save this woman's life but is choosing not to because of this vaccine mandate, which which has no connection to science in this case. Right, and... And if it was about the science, they would accept her report that shows that she had high levels of natural immunity in her blood. So they're really taking this politicized issue of the vaccine still, you know, in in mid-2023 now. And like you said, this is not just a theoretical debate we're having. This is her life. And like you said, she could be running out of options here. Following the massive deals that the Trudeau government signed with large corporations, which have seen taxpayers foot billions of dollars, the Parliamentary Budget Officer, PBO, warns that such instances of corporate welfare set a dangerous precedent. Stellantis and LG Energy Solutions received government subsidies to begin construction on an electric vehicle battery plant in Windsor next year, but have since threatened to choose alternate sites if the government doesn't sweeten the pot like it did for Volkswagen. The Liberals are subsidizing the Volkswagen plant to the tune of $13.2 billion. However, the actual figure is closer to $16.3 billion because the government is providing tax compensation. Parliamentary Budget Officer Yves Giroux told True North that, quote, It leads to all kinds of behaviors we've seen in the past, and while it can also lead to the development of a strong ecosystem, it comes at a significant cost, and the risk established in a precedent like with Volkswagen is other companies will expect certain treatment. We see Stellantis is keen to renegotiate with the government of Canada to receive comparable to what Volkswagen is receiving, so there are risks to being that generous with corporations. That's what Yves Giroux told True North. In terms of the economic benefits for Canadians, Innovation Science and Industry Minister François-Philippe Champagne claimed the Volkswagen plant will create roughly 3,000 jobs and $200 billion in economic activity. But Giroux is doubtful, saying, quote, We have not looked at specific numbers to arrive at our own estimate, but a first look suggests it's very optimistic to anticipate economic impacts of that magnitude. So, Andrew, it seems like we have here another case of the government picking winners and losers with, you know, tax subsidies and and handouts, corporate handouts. But now all of the other companies are saying, hey, we want we want more money, too. Is that the dynamic that's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the government basically was prepared to admit just how much it's worth to uh, have corporate welfare result in companies investing or nominally investing here. And once you reveal that to everyone else, you're basically saying and inviting, I would argue, them to do the same thing. And Stellantis, you know, I don't like that they're getting money out of it, but they did what any shrewd business person would do in looking and saying, well, the government's prepared to put that much. Let's uh, hold out for more. 
That's it for today. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.